Welcome to Netcast, the official podcast of Kanaiti Kurukshetra Alumni Association, where we bring you inspiring stories and insights from our accomplished alumni. Join us as we explore the journeys of our alumni, their contributions in their respective fields, and let's start learning from the experiences of the industry leaders. We are excited to have with us today Mr. Kanindra Bergman, who is a well-known name in the entrepreneurial world. He is the CEO and co-founder of Powerful, a lifestyle brand that has revolutionized the Indian modular kitchen industry. He is also an author, optimist, serial entrepreneur, brand consultant, and mentor. He has built several successful ventures across the hospitality and lifestyle industry and has always been passionate about helping community. His best-seller book, A Boy and a Stream, is designed to help the entrepreneurial community with better brands and talks about the importance of optimism to be successful in life. We are thrilled to have him here today as he shares his experiences and insights with us. Let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Kanindra Bhavan. We welcome you, sir, and it's great to have you. I would like to like ask you about your journey, how your schooling has been and what experiences you have gathered from college. Uh, well, uh, I hail from uh, this small city called Guwahati, which has also become very commercial now. And I did my schooling schooling from Don Bosco, Guwahati, and then did my even 12 from uh, Guwahati, and then joined NIT Kurukshetra in that time. It used to be REC Kurukshetra in 1994. Uh, so, batch of 1994, and I passed out in 1998. And went on to pursue my master's from uh, Bitsvilani in my computer science. And then I got placed uh, with huge software systems in 2000. So I was in uh, working in Gurgaon for a period of around three years. Then I had to travel to US for around six months. And then my project got moved to Bangalore. I would say a very important coincidence in my life because my life actually started in Bangalore. And uh, I started my whole mm, uh, journey of uh, Bangalore in 2004, beginning of 2004. And by the end of 2004 is when I decided to quit my job and start my own. Mm, so at that moment, you know, basically uh, there was no startup culture. So I went to now start my whole journey of being an entrepreneur. So I have been uh, all the while thinking about doing something on my own. Job was going pretty fine and uh, everything else was fine actually. But there was something in my mind that always kept me saying that, you know, you're meant to do something of your own. And during that time, quitting such a good job and uh, doing something of your own, that also when you come from a background family background where nobody was into business before was a very big decision right so first of all you're convincing yourself that you know this is the right decision and then you're going to convince your parents that you know well i want to quit my well-going job and then start my whole life of being an entrepreneur it was not so easy at that time fortunately parents were uh, there with me supporting me in whatever i was doing and uh, uh, since I come from a very uh, middle-class family, my dad was with the State Bank of India. He retired as a branch manager. 
So values were uh, very strong, and so we used to discuss our decisions in the family, and then take those decisions. Like, so in two thousand four, towards the end of two thousand four, after working for four and a half years, is when I started my journey of being an entrepreneur with a restaurant called The Village in Bangalore, which was serving North Indian food, and it was a restaurant of hundred and twenty covers. So decent sized restaurant. I started this venture with my partner Pankaj Bhatia, who's also was also working with me in Hughes Software Systems. So both of us decided to start this venture, and uh, we didn't quit our jobs when we started the venture, okay? Because we just wanted to be sure that you know we just start first and then see how it goes and then decide, right? Playing it a little safe at that moment. But the important point over here is that which I would like to. share with the aspiring entrepreneurs is that those moments of life are extremely important so i had the opportunity in front of me to fulfill my dream of becoming an entrepreneur right at the same time i had a heap of scare behind me pulling me back telling me that you know you don't have enough money to start this project you are not from a business background you have a lovely job you're very well paid way back in 2004 i had a salary of 1 and 1/2 lakh per month right which was extremely good salary right so all these things you know trying to counter act with my thought of becoming an entrepreneur but at that point what i thought was extremely important what i thought was that see today all this while i had a dream of becoming an entrepreneur today i have the opportunity if i don't take this step today i would never be able to take this step ever in my life and when i am on my deathbed i will not even be able to you know tell myself that i had a chance i didn't take it if i take this step try and fail i'm still okay because you know i'll be able to convince myself that i had a dream i tried fulfilling my dream i failed in my dream and i got back to software again and coding today it's okay it'll take me back 2 years that's all no worst case i said dekhenge jo hoga let's do it so me and pankaj we started this job uh, this whole venture honestly we didn't have enough money the venture was uh, i'm giving you guys details so that you no know, you can share whatever you want to share so the venture was uh, uh, you know the financial model was coming to on 35 lakhs to set up the restaurant and i just returned from us and i was not a big saver i used to spend all my money during this time a lot of friends used to stay in my house so i barely had 2 lakhs in my account pankaj barely had 2 lakhs in his account then we took personal loan of 10 10 lakhs each so we reached 24 lakhs and since uh, we were well we were in well paid jobs we had a lot of credit cards So we swiped our credit card. Somehow managed to reach to thirty-five lakhs, complete the pro- whole project of restaurant, and then uh, we started the restaurant and gave two hundred percent to that whole place, and eventually quit the jobs very soon. Okay, so this was this job. Uh, this restaurant started in Feb two thousand five, and then. it did so well that you know we were able to we were able to open a uh, club in uh, december 
which was called the beach and till today you know it was one of the most popular nightclubs in bangalore very popular did extremely well and from then onwards the financial part was pretty easy because you know both the restaurants were doing well and we had enough of money to expand ourselves we opened spas we opened more restaurants so over a period of 15 16 years we did around 22 projects across restaurants nightclubs lounges spas and a boutique hotel but but while doing all these things from 2004 to 2012 we realized that you know we were working from morning till 2 3 in the night because when you are running nightclubs and lounges it's pretty late and then you know reach home late and that balance of family and work was not going well actually you know though i have a lovely supporting wife she always supports me in everything but so uh, we thought you know we were young and we were very energetic at that time and this was i was probably 27 when i started my first business and um, now is the time when you need to think about creating a brand which is more long term which is more legendary okay that's when in 2012 we started researching on what kind of product can be created as a brand in our country so the strength of ours was that we understood branding we understood how to create brands because all our you know nightclubs and places were pretty well known places and while doing this research we realized that you know modular kitchen industry is one of the fastest growing industry in the country way back in 2012 it is it still is and uh, people are just getting to know about it and still there are not too many people uh, who, who are there in the market and not a easy product to create a brand so we had this belief of you know creating something that should be the best in the country the thought process started from that very basic simple line of we have to be the best in the country otherwise nahi karenge isko hum log so there was something inside of us that was selling us you know we would be able to create that kind of brand and at this point i would like to you know uh, point out a very important point for the people who are you know intending to start their own journey of being an entrepreneur is that you know let me give you a small casual uh, i would say example that if you're sitting probably in a restaurant or a bar in india and two three friends are sitting and one friend is planning to start something of his own how does the conversation go this guy is going to tell, tell his friend that you know i am trying to start a business of my own main kuch apna business start karna cha raha hu aise bolte hai na hum log normally that's the format of discussion right ki main apna kuch karna chahta hu discussion um main ek business start karna chahta hu apna but the same discussion if you take it to us or germany or japan the discussion would be like you know hey, listen i am uh, planning to launch a brand of my own so there is a big difference main apne ek business khola chahta hu ya karna chahta hu sorry my hindi is not so great but still uh, and the other guy telling that you know i want to start my own brand i want to launch my own brand this is a mindset difference 
and that mindset is still not there where it should be in our country yet and we felt that you know since we come from this mindset it is to our advantage because the competition will be lesser for you people understanding branding will be lesser for you so it will be easy for you to you know pass through them and create a brand of yourself right so anybody who's starting planning to start your own uh, venture please start with the mindset of creating a brand everything should revolve around the brand then the rest you're not creating a business over here right eventually it's a brand that counts otherwise you don't exist anywhere if us is the biggest economy you have apple microsoft google facebook everybody contributing to the economy you know if apple's economy is alone equivalent to our indian country's economy right so anyways yeah and that's how we started worful um, we started working on the concept of creating worful worful deals with modular kitchens and wardrobes uh, predominantly we also do cabinetries like tv units vanities and all so what was different about worful at this point you also should know one thing which i also mentioned in my book very importantly is that whenever you are creating a brand you should ask yourself one question first of all is this particular service or product existing it might exist right or it may not exist if it is if you're not it is not existing service or a product then you're in a better space because it's something very new right you need to ask yourself is my product or my service creating a difference to the social ecosystem like for example uber came they completely changed the way people started using taxi right so it created the whole difference to the whole social ecosystem right then your airbnb came it disrupted the hotel industry right then you have to make my trips it, it changed the way of booking tickets you have amazon's flipkart changed the way of marketing so all these people changed the way of the social ecosystem and it made a difference to the social ecosystem and got ease and comfort to people's life that's why they were extremely successful right then at the same time you have apple who were doing products which other people were also doing right now what did apple do so well that they became such such a big company most valuable company in the world brand in the world so for existing product they represented their, themselves in a very different way and created a completely new sense of product of the same product right so the same was with us so we wanted to understand what exactly is the difference worful would make to the indian uh, community right so that was a big question that was in our mind and to search the answer for this we spent close to one year so we did a research and we realized that you know in india there were two kinds of modular kitchen suppliers one of them were all the european brands were pretty established across 50 60 countries in the world they were also present in the metros of our country like delhi bomb 
Bang- Bangalore and other places, right? And the other segment of people were the Indian manufacturer. Now, the European guys come with very high quality products, but at the same time, they come with a very high ticket price. At that time, in 2012, they were priced at starting from 7-8 lakhs. I'm talking about 2012. But the Indian guys were extremely price sensitive because it was in our mindset that, you know, sasta hona chahiye bikne ke liye. Sasta nahi hoga to nahi bikega. So there's a very hard-coded Indian mentality, right? Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a very patriotic guy. Otherwise, I was in US. I came I came running back to my country. Thought ki do karna apna India mein karna kind of thing. So that mindset was prevailing in our industry also in modular kitchen also. So we took advantage of that. So we thought there's a big void between quality and a good price product. So waffle fills up this void in our country. So we import each and every component of our kitchens and wardrobes and everything from Europe from the same guys who are supplying to the top three brands in the world. And then we worked on the pricing so that we can compete with the Indian brands with pricing. We are slightly higher than them, but still we compete with them in in pricing term. So this was a magic formula that came to us and the whole purpose of the brand was to deliver European kitchens and wardrobes to Indian homes at a great price. So that was the problem statement that we're trying to solve. Problem statement was we were not getting European products in India at a good price. And the Indian products were at good price, but quality is not up to the mark. So Warful was trying to solve that problem. And this was the purpose. So we had a very exclusive niche statement why we were existing <coughs> so, so like you just said ki, uh, that you import the product from europe yes so uh, like today do we have that much uh, kind of technology that we can produce the same quality of products in india itself no not re- is this possible not really not yet because the biggest hurdle is that india doesn't have a certification body in wood industry there is no body that certifies what is the quality of this wood, what is the level of um, formaldehyde that is being released by this particular board. There is no body for that. And Werfel, you know, from the beginning, we had very big visions and we wanted to be a responsible brand. So when we started in 2012 itself, we thought no matter what, every board has to be eco-friendly, number one, which India doesn't have any certification. Point number two, every boat has to be healthy to the customers. Now, it's very funny when you say I'm selling healthy kitchens. It sounds very funny, right? <laughs> kitchen healthy, kitchen kaise healthy ho sikte, right? So, there, just for your knowledge, there is a norm in, across the globe, like Europe, US, everywhere. where ev- Well, if you walk into a new site, you would feel that your eyes are tearing and there's a pungent smell. So that's a release of formaldehyde that the boards are doing and the paint is doing. So that is not controlled in our country and it is extremely harmful to our body to the level that it's casualness for us. Right? 
So we were very careful about all these things from day one. We ensured that the boards were under the norms of the European uh, uh, norms. And our boards should be exportable to any part of the world, which means that, you know, you are producing healthy kitchens, you're producing healthy wardrobe, you are producing eco-friendly products. <coughs> so sustainability has been considered. So all those things uh, were so important for us. So at this moment, uh, I would not say that, you know, you can, you know, make Overfull do what we are doing from Indian sourcing. We can't at this moment. When the day will come that, you know, all these things are in place in our country itself, probably will shift. At this moment, we can't. Like you mentioned, you have made many brands in India. So are there brands that you have made in US also? No, not yet. We haven't gone global yet because, you know, this kind of... If you see, we launched Overfull in 2015. And it is just a seven and a half year old brand. It's seven and a half year for a brand is absolutely nothing. It's like a baby, you know. But fortunately, yeah. we, we, we did well. India accepted us with open hands. Today, we have 48 showrooms across the country, which is the biggest by any brand, you know. Uh, and then we have uh, been awarded the best model kitchen for the last six years. So <coughs> those consistencies have been existing. And over the time, the brand products have stabilized, standardized. So you need to be at extreme level of standardization to go out of the country because a product goes out of the country, you cannot say that, you know, this problem you cannot say all those things, right? In India, you can still do yeah. away with it. So, this problem was, I'm sending you one more panel, no problem, you just take care of it. I'm not one, I'm not worried about the money part when the brand comes, right? So, you have to be extremely categorizedly process-oriented and uh, standardized when you're going out of the country. So now that is the time now. So the brand over the seven years have evolved, not, not in terms of the product quality, but also in terms of the processes, technology, and standardization. And from next year, we would start our expansion out of country. Well, you talked about optimism. That India's mindset is that we need to So, what do you think has helped you in the journey for optimistic mindset? See, uh, is probably the, the mindset starts with, first of all, the brand itself. The people who are creating the brand is thinking India is that we need Unless and until people comes up. Now, somebody in one of the interviews, somebody asked me, customer is the God. What is your take on that? I said, you know, I was not prepared for a question though, but yes, what I replied was that, well, most of the product and services end up invariably with a interaction with the customer, right? So it goes without saying that you have to be good in that part of your product. That your customer services or your product with the customer has to be good for sure. That's an unavoidable part of your product or service. Now, when I say the customer is a, is a god, which means that I'm killing innovations. Completely innovation is gone. Because I'm going to think, customer, what should 
ये चाहिए वो चाहिए ये चाहिए चलो उस हिसाब से हम बनाते विच इज नॉट द राइट अप्रोच इफ द बिगर ब्रांड्स लाइक एपल एंड थॉट लाइक दैट टूडे वी नॉट बी हेयर वेयर टेक्नोलॉजी इज रीच customer you have to show them the better part the things that they wouldn't even vision about think about then only they'll buy from you right exactly. so yeah so when you show them better than what is existing that's when they buy and they do buy they do buy so the mindset starts from the brands thinking that kacha nahi karenge basa nahi karenge aisa nahi if you see the luxury real estate of our country has grown like mad in the last two years right people are not just buying homes they are buying luxury homes so same with warfel and <coughs> advantage is that we don't have competition and we have very niche positioning and we cater to that luxury segment the premium segment and when we speak about it how you are different you will be able to push your product when i say at a personal level you can speak to people your references of the people whom you for whom you have worked for and then how you communicate the brand to the people all these things put together creates the right target audience for you and you keep hammering yourself in that target audience don't think about selling every kitchen in the country should be mine no that's the wrong approach many times we when we start a business we think that you know har ek client jo samne dikhta hai sab mera client hai that's not the truth there is a very small segment of that crowd that belongs to your product so if you don't focus and if you don't have a understanding of that product target group you will spend a lot of money doing additional marketing time reaching out to the wrong people so eventually your brand is going to suffer so before even launching your brand you should be extremely knowledgeable and thorough about this is my targeted group and these are the people to whom i'll focus so we were very clear about it and we kept focusing on that and then we could break through into them easier since we are a bootstrap company we didn't have any investors on board we had to be extremely careful about every single penny of money we were spending on marketing so we did our research well and narrowed down our marketing uh, goals our targeted group and did the best possible and with time with references and the product speaks right waffle products are pretty nice actually so that helped us so like you have written a book boy and the streams it's the best seller in market so like how has it helped entrepreneur community to build better brands uh well uh, see i as when i started my whole journey of being an entrepreneur we search out for help because we had no knowledge about business at that moment about creating a brand nothing never seen that in a family nor in a friends nobody was there who were you know doing their own brand or doing their own business we we had to burn our hands and learn things right so i realized that time that you know if i get time and opportunity to give back i would do it so that's why that's how i started my whole uh, my mentoring sessions from 4 years back where i started mentoring people who wanted to start their own brand you know create their own brand and i do that on and off whenever i get time 
Okay. One hour of mentoring session with one person, one brand. I don't do more than that because it's completely free and I don't charge anything anybody to anybody. That that was my give back act to the society. When when you get something, you should also give, right? So as a as an as a give back act, I used to mentor people completely free of cost, you know, help them, guide them a little bit. And then later they only take off. So when while I was doing this uh, mentoring of a lot of people, I realized that you know, people have such fantastic ideas, such good uh, concepts in their mind, but they don't really know how to channelize it, or how to create a brand out of it, or which thing should come first, what is more important, what is not important. So that led me to write this. I'm not really a writer, writer, you know. So during the pandemic time, I had. You know, time for myself, and I decided to dedicate that time for writing a book, and then release the book, uh, and it did really well for quite some time. And then people who have read it, you know, I get calls from them and emails from them, and I do speak to them. And it's because it's not really a textbookish kind of book. If you guys get the time, you should read it. It's more of a fiction where it's a there's a story. Going around a boy who wants to, you know, become something in his life, and then he he meets a mentor, and then that mentor teaches him how to start a brand, create a brand. So this whole story actually teaches you the basic. I didn't go into depth because the intent was not to go into deeper into the business um, financials and business models, but the basic which every entrepreneur should know before starting a business. You know. So yes, I guess who so read it might have helped. Uh, sir, as you like uh, mentioned that uh, you are a bootstrap business, but uh, in today's era, like I have seen many businesses that are like uh, funded very well and they are making losses. So if a business can't make uh, uh, like itself profitable, then what's the point in that business? Like. We really feel that uh, if the business is not profitable, then it's not even a business. Like, what's your point on the uh, like companies which are get uh, funded very well but they are not uh, profitable, like from two to three years? Well, well, it's a little debatable kind of uh, topic um, since I don't belong to that uh, community of people. Uh, Who believed in spurging money and uh, you know capturing the whole market and then looking into profits, where I see the prob probability is very less. For me, we are hardcore business people, right? So for me, a business should make profit. Otherwise, the business model is not correct. It should start making profit for you, ideally from the beginning itself. Well, you might have some time given for. The business we set up and then starts rolling, money starts rolling. But if you don't really have those numbers, which shines as positive numbers, and uh, from the beginning itself, for me, I don't really put my hands into that kind of business. Now, I had a lot of opportunities, but I don't really do it. It's more of a gamble for me. So I believe like Warfel has been sustainable and has grown organically from after one and a half year. After setting up a complete factory of our own, we are one of the best factories in the country. You know, it's so well planned, best machineries. We have stocked up with inventories. Since the first one and a half year of Warfel, it has grown organically till now. So I would love to be a part of that that journey of a brand where 
you start making profit and make the company brand grow organically with the profits of the company you know <coughs> and that's how work for this bootstrap but yes at some point of time you might need even if you're profitable you might need money coming into the system to kind of give a nitro effect to the whole brand and make it grow 10 times 20 times more than what you at this moment but that's a different requirement itself that's not a sustainable requirement that's a requirement of boosting yourself right so um, i would not command against all all the other people who are not making profits but i believe in uh, putting my hands in the business where there has to be business profit formula otherwise no i don't get into it yeah so can you share like key lessons that you learned during your entrepreneurial journey and how they helped your brand go for to be a great success in the market? Well, I can share with you a few of the brand values that we share for Warful. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. importantly is uh, ethics. You know, ethics is the core of our business in Warful. It's very difficult to find ethics in our country also because, you know, I am sure you'd have heard about this term hook or crook. We have to do this by hook or by crook. So I don't believe in that actually. There's no crook in a business. Everything has to be by hook. So ethics have been the have been the core of Hoofle and uh, what we have done is with a lot of transparency, with a lot of integrity, which kind of made a community of Hoofle a family of Warful. Everybody started trusting the brand. Because when it's a brand, it's not a business identity. People think brand is a business identity. No, it's not. Brand is a promise. You know, a brand is a trust element. Like if you're buying Nike shoes, you're buying Nike shoes because you trust the quality of that brand, right? So it's not just the business entity. It's not just a name, you know. It's much beyond that. It's a promise that the brand comes as a whole, you know. So, because of the level of ethics that we practice in our businesses, we were able to create that kind of ecosystem around us, which helped the brand to be what we are today. Because, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm, I feel very motivated about the fact that, you know, no premium kitchen brand in the history of it, the modular kitchen industry in our country could achieve so many, you know, studios in our country, like 48 studios. For a small business brand, it's easier, but for a premium business brand, it's not easy in our country because we hardly have few premium cities, right? But it could happen only because of the fact that the roots were very transparent and very, it was, you know, filled with integrity and ethics. That is number one. Number two, which I would say is that the culture, the culture of your brand is extremely important, which actually goes unnoticed when you start a brand. Like if you come to the virtual office, you would feel that you have come back to a college. You know, there's so much of fun. There's so much of, uh, you know, laughter around. And there's so much of freedom, which actually brings in a lot of responsibility to every single person who's there at Warfield. Means, behind the mind, what comes to you is that, you know, you have so much freedom, so much 
मेरा रेस्पॉन्सिबल है मेरा बेस्ट देना है so it has gone to that level that you know itself the ecosystem is such that you know everybody's sense of responsibility self created nobody has to tell them that you know you have to be responsible you have to do this you do that yes there are krs krs being defined for every role but the sense of responsibility the sense of belonging to the brand comes out of the culture and if if somebody if you don't belong to a brand honestly speaking you would not be able to give your 100% and <clears throat> i tell my team you know to be an entrepreneur you don't have to start a business or you don't have to start a brand you can be an entrepreneur wherever you're working as well entrepreneur is not about investing money it is about creating opportunities and taking it to the next level that you can do it as an as an as an employee also right the moment you start doing that your journey of being an entrepreneur has started you know so yeah so we should start thinking on those lines so i would say ethics and the culture of the brand and sticking to what we decided the brand philosophies has helped us a lot don't go here and there too much it might take a little longer time but you need to stick believe in yourself and keep doing the things again and again these are the top of the line uh, that comes to my mind you know so like i believe your college experience has been great so i'll ask you a very interesting question how are the professors uh honestly speaking you know i had a fortunately i had a very good group of friends and there was a lot of i didn't stick to my state i don't know now how it is in our time it used to be state wise okay there will be quotas from every state and you know you you normally stick around with your state mates only right i used to be very versatile and i used to be very easy going with other friends you know so my best friend was from i was from assam my best friend was from goa and himachal so in the first and second year we three were roommates and people with a little broader sense of mind which helped me also which helped we could you know kind of influence each other and grew as professional but the uh, we didn't really study in the college much you know <laughs> I, i never got a bad that's a different thing but we didn't really study peer <laughs> PLs were the only time when I used to be very serious about studies and give the exam and out of it, you know. So learning was uh, not so. Uh, I would say not the best. Honestly, we were not trying to grip, but yeah, professors were very friendly. They're very friendly and they're very supportive. Till now, also, you know, I speak to them. And uh, uh, but uh, the re- real learning happened only at work. i would say not even at work when i started doing my own business you know that's when my real learning of life happened so neither in uh, here or in witsvilani uh, or in my work yes in work i i learned discipline how to be disciplined how to meet deadlines how to be on etas you know those things i learned at work uh so well yes uh, a diplomatic answer but uh, it was mixed but we had fun we had a lot of fun yeah 
So what was the culture back then in college? Like the intermingling of uh, girls and boys has got better. In our times, you guys would be surprised that where Apollo was, mm-hmm. girls were not allowed to come there. They could come only to the corridors of uh, the E block and M block, the, those corridors. Beyond that, this side, they would never come. I mean, there's no policies that you shouldn't, you shouldn't come, but they couldn't come because the culture was like that. So it was... Uh, not so great for the girls, I would say. I had a lot of friends who were uh, from the girls' hostel, you know, all of us. And mm-hmm. we didn't really like that part. But now I see that, you know, things have uh, got much better, I guess. I could see people traveling, everybody traveling everywhere, you know. So the freedom, I would say freedom to leave was better. <laughs> because during that time, yeah. I would say that there was no freedom to leave also. So, yes, I guess there's a big difference at this moment. Okay, so like you mentioned that in college mein you didn't study much. We don't even know. So, mm-hmm. what is that one skill that has helped you in your lifetime? Maybe you have helped you in your job, in everything that you do? I was the best all-rounder of my batch, actually. In 1994 batch, I was the best all-rounder. And that which means that I have been doing everything at college. Fortunately, I didn't get any back, which was a disqualifier for a best all-rounder. I don't know whether you guys know or not. If you get a back, means you're disqualified from best all-rounder. Yeah. And then um, I was in sports because I was a national table tennis player. So I was very strong in sports. I used to be part of the social uh, events all the time, all the time, you know, very strongly into it. So being a part of so many things helped me to grow as my personality. If today I'm here where I am, it's because I'm fearless. I I was a software engineer, getting a good salary. I was not scared to leave that job and start my own business of a restaurant. Then when I, at the age of 27, I was so young in a place of like Bangalore where I don't belong to. I opened a nightclub, which is a not the easiest sort of business to start. I'm sure all of you know how a nightclub runs, you know. Then we opened four or five more nightclubs. We had a series of spas. We had a boutique hotel. And then we dared to come into this whole new industry of modular kitchen, which had we had no experience. So this can happen only when your mindset is fearless. You, you want, I never thought that you had a business to manage. No. I was sure about the fact that it's going to But the things should be in place. So what I learned out of all those time in college was being fearless, you know, being social, which is so important for you to be a successful entrepreneur, you know. And uh, that's about it, I guess. Fearless was is the key word I would take. It's very rightly said, sir. Fearless is very important because it's the fear that catches us behind. Yeah, true. It's the one that pulls us back. Well, there are students in college who also want to become entrepreneurs. So, what is the advice that you would like to give to the young chaps? Like, what should they focus on more? See, your uh, entrepreneurship is a is a package actually. 
it's a package where you need to develop yourself in multiple ways if i have to you know start my own college of entrepreneurship where i teach students how to be entrepreneurs i would start the day with a good day early at 5:36 with a meditation with you know heading to the gym going for a run it is about a complete human development it, it you cannot just learn just like that you know you have to develop yourself as a good human being first of all a complete human being who tries to maintain a good lifestyle when i say lifestyle it means you know getting up early in the morning meditating you're doing exercises jogging you know meeting the right kind of people talking positive talks yeah keeping the negatives away even if it's a friend a guy who some somebody is very negative is out of your life you don't even interact with him because you don't have space for that your life is so small and you you have to learn every single day right like just think about it if you develop a good habit every single day and you give away a bad habit every single day at one point of time you would become an atom bomb you know you become a superhuman being and you per- pursue those practices so it's about practices and discipline and when you get these things in place first then start about your business ideas you can talk to your reliable people friends do a research on how the product would be on what you are trying because now things will get tougher and tougher because there are already many products available in the market people are already doing it india is already reaching the peak of being entrepreneurial you know everybody which is very nice and collaborate with the right energy right vibe right strength राइट स्ट्रेंथ का मतलब यह है कि अगर आप टेक्निकली अच्छे हो कोलेबोरेट विद फाइनेंशियली स्ट्रॉन्ग सो दैट दैट पर्सन मेक्स अप फॉर योर वीकनेस यू नो कोलेबोरेट विद गायज स्ट्रॉन्ग इन मार्केटिंग एंड ब्रांडिंग सो यू आर टेक्निकल गायकेटिंग गाय सेल्स गाय देर इज ए फाइनेंशियल गाय ऑल थ्री ऑफ यू गेट टूगेदर एंड डोंट जस्ट कोलेबोरेट बिकॉज योर फ्रेंड्स सो so the right collaboration the right approach and you know creating a good human being out of yourself are the basic to start off for being an entrepreneur you know sachai mein biswas rakho there's a lot of power in truth and ethics believe in that don't try to you know find shortcuts to grow in life money is not the ultimatum ultimately everybody wants to be happy only right people think money makes you happy but ultimatum is being happy so don't bother about money if you if if you do your things rightly money will come to you don't be driven by money that your brand goes somewhere else itself yes so i hope so today it would be yeah so here's something interesting we are going to kick things off with a rapid fire round okay there uh, will be asking a series of quick fire questions to you on various topics okay so you have to answer them really quick mhm it's going to be really exciting 
So let me know once you are ready, so we can dive it into action and get started. Yeah, yeah, let's start. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. So phone calls or text messages? Phone calls, very limited, but. Okay. <laughs> early bird or night owl? Now, now early bird. <laughs> yeah. Have a lot of friends or a few best ones? Very few best ones. Okay. Cook at home or eat out? Home. Any day. Okay. Spontaneous or planning? Well, it's a mix actually. Difficult to say in once. I have been very spontaneous on a decision. Whenever I get the vibe, I do it. But you have to, then you have to plan through it. But you keep planning. Yeah. You keep planning, you'll never come okay. to a decision. So the spontaneous thing has to be also there. insightful answer well pen and paper or digital notes pen and paper okay camping or luxury hotel uh in between actually i don't do luxury hotels i don't do camping also i do in between okay <laughs> well what do you prefer physical strength or mental strength mental strength because that will eventually anyway get physical strength to you how do you learn things? Like by watching or by doing? Reading. First reading. And uh, then uh, watching the relevant videos. Okay. And then uh, discussing with the right circle of people. Like we are towards the end of our podcast. So would you like anything, like to add anything for our viewers? Well, first of all, thank you for, you know, having me in your podcast. You know, I, I just hope that, you know, Somebody is benefited out of my story, you know, and I would be more than happy to, you know, kind of help anybody from our college at any point of time for any advice. I'd be always, I might take a little time, but I'll be definitely uh, be more than happy to help. And uh, my advice would be that, you know, focus on being a good human being. Rest, everything will fall in place. Don't be too stressed about success in life. You know, yeah. uh, success, defining success is very difficult. Eventually, at one point of time, you'll realize that, you know, uh, this success, this money and everything is not so important. Your balance of life, happiness is more important. So don't be stressed out because of success. In your own format, even if it's in small format, you're doing well and you're happy. That's more important. So, thank you, sir, for, for sharing your incredible journey and insights with us today. Your story of entrepreneurship, resilience, and the pursuit of creating better brands is truly inspiring. We look forward to witnessing your continuous success and the positive influence that you have undoubtedly have on the countless entrepreneurs and brands. Well, it was a wonderful experience to hear your valuable insights, and I'm glad that our conversation was so engaging. I hope that uh, it will be valuable to our listeners as well and they will be able to take out some key learnings from our discussion. Once again, I thank you for taking out time to be a part of it and it's truly an honor for me to host the show. Thank you so much listeners for tuning up with us and if you find it valuable, do share it with your friends and also with people that you think will be benefited. Stay tuned. We'll be shortly back with another episode 